0: Welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. My name is Eric. We're going to make this really short intro. We talked about being angry with God.
1: Yep. A little bit of your sermon series, kind of what you're yeah. looking at preaching in two weeks. Dipped into that, how we have approached uh, anger with God. Yeah. Um, and then and then the last ten minutes or so are actually us uh, asking for some feedback and, and doing a little uh, talk about the podcast itself. And so I really want to extend the invitation to those of you who care about the podcast and like it to listen to that and give us real feedback on that. And if you don't like feel like you need to do that, like there's a certain point where we say, thanks for listening and turn it off and move on. Um, and you'll still get a good solid 35 minute podcast (laughs) out of us. So it it kind of sounds like the NPR. We're going to hit that NPR part where we're saying, Hey, we need support. Yeah. And you click. And this is where you're like, I'm going to listen to, uh, you know, John 90, Piper 92.9 oh, Yeah uh but thank you yes. and enjoy the podcast <laughs> I looked
0: it up once. Okay, so we, we decided that three was the best.
1: At, uh, yeah, okay. at that point. All right. yeah. hey, hey, that's great. So welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. My name is Andy Littleton. My this name is Eric Siepen. I'm going to get it in there this time. Eric Siepen. Da-da-da. And uh, Eric was kind enough to get me a Western sandwich from Brueger's Bagels. Um, and cause... my free coffee. Oh, that's your free coffee. That is my free coffee. Man. Because I didn't eat there special. today. Yeah. Oh,
0: how sweet! Jake wanted to go to Dunkin' Donuts, so dunk- to Dunkin' Donuts we went, and I decided the first time in probably four months that I would try an iced coffee. So I am probably flying high because I've had like literally no caffeine, except you sound you know, like you're flying high. Tiny shots of espresso, maybe mm-hmm. once or twice a month.
1: Well, and you know as well as I that an iced coffee at Dunkin' Donuts has nothing to do with caffeine. Actually, it's all sugar.
0: And I have no sugar in mine. Oh. I have always two Is that no possible? sugar.
1: Really?
0: Yeah, you have to tell them. Mm. And then I have had to go back multiple times to say no sugar. Same at Starbucks. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, they just mm-hmm. don't believe in no sugar at that place.
1: Mm. Of course not. You hear they uh, opened the new Starbucks in uh, Italy? Yeah, I saw the little advertisement mm-hmm. on the. Isn't that interesting?
0: Yeah, I think it's very interesting. Yeah, did I? I don't think I said this on the podcast, but. I was at Starbucks last week, mm-hmm. and, or two weeks ago, and this guy comes in, and he's, you know, seems like a business guy. He's all, you know, dressed up like a businessman, speaks like a businessman, yeah. and he starts talking about how he wants a percentage of the money that he gives Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Starbucks has these little cards, and you put money on the cards, mm-hmm. and uh, And then you buy things. And you get little benefits when you buy them Mm -hmm. with that card. Like, you know, every 10 coffees, you get a free coffee. They special, yeah. Well, at any given time, Starbucks, in their bank account, from that program, just that program, had something like $1 billion in the bank. Some crazy number like that. It's insane. And they're making interest on it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Like, of course, this is businessman saying this to the starbucks barista who he's flirting with
1: hmm. right. gonna say? so like, this is my source why is this guy talking about this right, why, this, no, like, right, right, right. what are they gonna do right yeah.
0: this is my source so you know it's a lot uh businessman. yeah not very reliable hmm. not a reliable source but seems probably more a billion seems like a lot, but I bet you they got a lot of money, and they're making a lot of money just off that little program. hmm Yeah. I wonder what, like, the average person puts on one of
1: those cards. The average person in the world or the average card holder?
0: The average card holder.
1: Yeah. Oof. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And how many card holders do they have?
1: I was just talking to a friend of mine that said something about he totaled up his Starbucks expenditures for... The month, and every month, it's $300 at Starbucks. And this is a guy who I would venture doesn't go there as often as some.
0: Right. $300. That's more than my date budget and like, the budget I have to do things with my kids and the budget I have to do uh-huh. for myself in any kind of entertainment. That's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. You should do what he does for a living.
0: I don't want what does he do for a living. He works at a call center. Oh, wow. Maybe he makes a lot of money working at call center. Uh,
1: makes at least 300 a month. Yeah, he makes at least <laughs> 300 a
0: month at the call center. Uh, so what I, I read in the uh, text message underneath the words was that you have some issues with God that we want to process today.
1: Oh. You're angry at God. Now you're so excited <laughs> right now because all you ever want to do. <laughs> and, and I'm starting to wonder about you. I'm starting to I'm starting because you're always like you're digging and prying you're always like what's going on what's behind that I'm like is Eric evading some deep seated problem in his own life to where he's he's so good at checking in on me but should I really be checking in on him well Uh, hey
0: you know you know when I you could ask why I don't text hmm. you know things
1: why don't you text things well but you're you're deflecting I'm saying that you're deflecting
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't text things because I wiped out and uh, usually don't have a subject in my head till about 15 minutes before we get
1: here. Well, how long did you <laughs> get my text? About 15 <laughs> minutes ago. So <laughs> uh, the I other thing that. is,
0: I kind of like the free flow of things, so I'm right. happy to have whatever we talk about be what we talk about.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of okay with that. Yeah. Um, I'm angry with God. I mean, this I actually. I, so I just changed a sermon title. That's coming up for me. I'm I'm, uh, preaching not this week, but the next. And I uh, were, you know, doing our Old Testament thing, and I just changed my sermon title to Angry with God, because I was going to go one direction with the text, and as I was reading it, I thought, you know, I was going to focus in on something that is just um, incidental in this portion of the Bible, which is Numbers 11 and 12. And uh, the incidental thing was the, uh, how they appointed elders, and back a year, however long ago this was planned, that seemed like a interesting thing to talk about. But as I read the whole thing, it was like the people are angry with God, Moses is angry with God. The appointing of these elders was in the context of, seriously, everybody in the people of God, in the church, if you will, was angry. So why were they angry? Uh, so Moses, and this was an interesting thing because I've shared things on this podcast that, you know, lead into why I understand this. Moses was like, why have you put the burden of these people on me? Um, so I was thinking, I was like, man, maybe when I struggle with that, you know, with like struggling with like not wanting to engage and bear other people's burdens, which I do, which I know is absolutely my calling. So I don't want you know, people from my church listening to this to be like, Oh, I can't talk to Andy. No, you you should. It's, absolutely but I do struggle with it. And um but but Moses was saying, I mean, and and in very specific terms, he was saying to God, Why'd you put the burden of these people on me? Creating them was your idea. You are the one that promised to be like a mother to them that you know, holding them dear to you, not me. Why do I have to deal with all of their complaining and they're complaining because what they had in egypt was better of course and they're and it's really funny stuff because having just come out of exodus where they right when they got out of egypt they said back in egypt we had pots of meat and i was like yeah and harsh slavery and pots of meat sure but now they're like listing all these other food lentils and garlic (laughs) like we had meat and lentils and garlic it was It was amazing. It was a steakhouse. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so they're complaining. We had Sizzler here. Yeah, it was basically (laughs) Sizzler. And uh, they're complaining and angry with God. And then Moses complains and is angry with God. And the interesting thing that happens is Moses gets, God gives him elders and he takes from the spirit that he had given Moses and gives it to the elders. And they're actually, they have the, the spirit of God and they help him. And then to the people of Israel, he says, oh, you want meat? I will give you meat until it comes out of your nose, is the, the way it's phrased, and gives them a plague of quail, so many that it is infuriating to them. So he gives them what they want in excess to where it, they hate it, right? And so Moses is angry with God, gets help. The people are angry with God. They get what they want what in they, excess. In excess, so anyway, so I was just thinking about this yesterday and angry with God became the the title because I think David gets angry with God. It's like there are times when people get angry with God when God listens and honors that and there are times when people get angry with God when God listens and gives them something that it's a disciplinary thing. So, uh, you know, and then I mean, many times in my ministry, I've heard the phrase, I'm angry with God. I have been angry with God. Um... I don't know that I would say this week. That's been my feeling. That's good. Anything, you seem I, cheery. I? Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, I'm generally. I'm, I mean, there's a lot going on, but I'm not like feeling like I hate life or anything. Yeah. So anyway, that's why I threw it out there. Yeah. There it is. Wow. Angry with God. What do you think of that?
0: Well, I always find those stories, that particular story, pretty humorous. Mm-hmm. And and I remember it a lot. I mean, I've read it, but I remember it more. Because I read the picture Bible mm. all my growing up. Mm-hmm. And that story is a, a definitive story in the picture Bible. And mm. so you see all the comics of, you know, the quail and the people sick in their tents. And, mm-hmm. you know, they don't really spend a lot of time with the spirit being departed to the elders in the comic version. Because <laughs> how do you right. do that? How do you? That's a couple panels compared to the fun quail overwhelming everything and stuff.
1: That's funny because... I. We read the Jesus Storybook Bible to Abby. Okay. That's not in that one. Yeah. But... Um, have you have you read the Action Bible? I feel like I've seen it. You know, I worked at a Christian bookstore, so I've... It's relatively new, actually. Oh, it's a new one. Action Bible? No. So Is what, it comic stuff? Like comic strip stuff?
0: Well, what they did was they took the old comic strip Bible, mm-hmm. and they did it in like a graphic novel version. So mm-hmm. they even copied a lot of the panels. They added some of their mm-hmm. own. Um, but they did the whole New and Old Testament and then they did a devotional Bible wow out of it so that the kids could have like you know a kind of a guided response to it wow. it's a pretty cool I'll bring it next time yeah. we have a lot Abby probably would really enjoy one mm-hmm. and we have a ton of them at church I'll wow. buy one by so you can she can use that that's, that's sweet yeah but uh, so it depicts it in that one but anyway hey Sound of Freedom Sound of Brian Sound of Brian uh, the thing about being angry with God is I have a hard time with being, the idea of being angry at God, except for Moses' deal, where Moses is like, you're the, just the part where you're the one who created them. Like yeah. The one thing I feel like might have some legitimacy to being angry at God is him starting everything. <laughs> like, being yeah. the initiator of all of this. But like, what my experience of God is, is a constant you know, from the garden on all the way through Old and New Testament is this longing to be in relationship with his creation right. and a pursuit of redeeming them so that he can, all forms of redemption, so he can be in relationship with them and them running away. So, like, anger for me, like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> if we go to the beginning, Yes. I have, some, I have a beef with you, you created He's, all of us. You started this. But outside of that, I think a lot of people are angry at God mostly because they feel powerless. Mm. Because they feel like they should be God. The very first point, we will be like God, right. was the was the uh, nice little lie we ended up buying into. And so it's so difficult. Because, you know, I'm a God. And I, I have wrath. And mm-hmm. who else? I need to have the wrath against the most powerful God. Right. The one who created me, which is kind of very Greek. Like we're just Greek, you know, mythology. We're the, the little demigods, and Zeus is up there. I mean, that's kind of how we mm-hmm. tell our story.
1: Yeah. So when you hear people, because I'm sure you've heard, have you heard that phrase ever? Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. So what are the categories of things that you have observed um, that most make people angry with God?
0: Well, I mean, there's the big existential one of why does God let all these horrible things happen in the world why does a good guy let bad things happen Um, which I feel like is I'm like okay I don't even know if that's a legitimate question philosophically Mm -hmm. but I mostly hear either my situation like whatever that person's situation is had so much bad things or bad things keep happening in my life things don't go the way I want them to or I suffer in ways that are just brutal Mm -hmm. And then I'm mad at God because I feel powerless and I feel like I have no way of undoing the pain that I'm experiencing. Or things are happening to my friend or my family that like, you know, mom got killed at an early age or dad comes down with cancer or, you know, like my brother lost his son and he wasn't even a year old. My other brother lost his son. Like these are reasons that people mm-hmm. can come, you know, come to me be yeah. angry. Mm-hmm. Because why, well, how could God do this? how could God allow these things to happen to me? yeah that's that's usually why people are angry, yeah, I've never met somebody where everything's going well that they're angry at mm-hmm. God. I think sometimes they feel empty,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, like none of those things fill you up, but yeah. they're not
1: angry at God, right. How quick have you seen the switch flip when somebody – have you ever seen it where there was somebody who was angry with God and then got what they wanted next week? And everything like, was better? Think of the Israelites with that first wave of quail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty common human response, right? Yeah.
0: And then the next week when things aren't going well, you're – back Back to it. it. Yeah. I mean, I think essentially, like if you do not live in the gospel – if you are unwilling to get out of your story and into Jesus' story, you will be a very
1: fickle person. Yeah, you'll be very back and forth. Right.
0: Once all mm. your demands are being filled, God's good, the people around you good, you're good, and then boom! As soon as something bad happens or not the way you want it, then everyone and God takes the blame for mm. because you're the center. Everything revolves around you. Yeah. I mean, that's my issue. Like that's, but I don't. I have a hard time getting angry at God, if you want to just process that. I, I, I understand that God loves me. I understand that he's pursuing me. I understand that bad things that happen in my life are not him playing a marionette with me and trying to, you know, make my life miserable. Or that I understand sin's horrific effect in the world.
1: So who do you get angry at? I get
0: angry at the people around me more, yeah. and their choices and the way they're acting, or the way they have made my life difficult. Mm-hmm. It's their fault. It's a little bit more like Moses. I don't blame God. I just blame the people. Like they're and
1: Moses is kind of blaming God about the people. The people. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: I, I get that God has given me people to care for from my family on out, but I get just mad at them for yeah. not realizing how good I am.
1: Yeah, <laughs> how, doing that, <laughs> and it is baffling that they don't realize.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, it's interesting. We have this little exercise in the Bible study that we're doing in our Pilgrim groups, and you're supposed to write down the reasons that you come to church, and then all the reasons the things you don't like. Yeah, about it, and then the next question is: throw out all the reasons you come to church, and and examine how you. <laughs> Why these issues, why, what is it about you yeah. that, that these things. It causes these issues. Yes. <laughs> something And, along and the stuff. ones you
1: wrote down were?
0: Um, I think that was a big one that I just said. Like that and people Andrew, don't realize. Like, you people, yeah. Well, I think you the remember. frustration is mm-hmm. I don't always feel like people, including internally in my family, yeah. value me as much as I think I should be valued. Yeah. Um, and the easily yeah. disappointed and frustrated with me. On things that I'm like, man, this is not under my control. Yeah, or I'm not capable of doing all that you wish me to do, or whatever it is. Yeah. Or why doesn't the good things that I have done for you, you know, it's all about me. It's still I'm the center, and I'm the like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the god. It,
1: it's so easy to slip there, even though you've seen you've seen the church of Tamara. Here in Tucson? I've driven by it. I thought it got closed down, but it's there. I, I don't know. There. I don't know if it's operating or what. I've always been. I actually, if this were just a, a totally Tucson podcast, it'd be really interesting to find somebody who used to go there and like. I just, I'm just like, what is this? What is the Church of Tamara? But the interesting thing is, here's where I'm going with that. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. You're like, what? Well, bro? I just remember. I
0: think they got hit for they were there's a little bit of a drug front, but anyway, I don't want to oh. oh. put out. That's things. even. But anyway, go from where you were headed.
1: Well, it's, uh, the thing that has always baffled me is I'm like, who in the world names a church after themselves? Who is this Tamara? <laughs> Who's like, this is my church. Like I am, it's the church of me. But, um, well, maybe Tamara is being a little more honest because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. How often do, do I feel that way? Like, you don't realize everything that I do here and all the, you know, uh, you know, and it's, and no amount of people saying thank you really fixes that. No, It's this whole, you know, and it's always great when somebody goes, "Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Sweet. Like this is like a, actually a major internal battle with my sin and it, you know,
0: sure. Where I get my identity, yeah. what makes, right. you know, what gives
1: me value. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I mean, in the spirit of authenticity, you think you should change the name of the village to
0: the Church of Eric? The Church of Eric? No,
1: I hope not. No. <laughs> <laughs> we could
0: we can change it. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Is, my name's Eric Seepin, and I'm part of the Church of Eric. Eric. And here's Andy, and he's <laughs> of the Church, Church of, of Andy.
1: Andy. <laughs> <laughs> we only have two worshippers. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah 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 drug front man yeah i don't now know the details me. of that that's the one over on
0: fort lowell yeah so, yeah i think they're closed down yeah. I, I vaguely remember some news report about that where there was a sting operation or Whoa. but i'm not completely sure we'd have to kind of maybe this is one of those fact checkers the next next yeah, week where we is, can actually give a true report on the church of tamra
1: where is the fact checker when we need that the, that back in the old radio show days for that you know we had a podcast a little bit ago that was very different that was yes. a, a, like a radio show and, and was hearkening back to the way that we kind of started having these conversations on a radio show. Right. And for a while, there was a there was a fact checker um, yes. for, kind of for fun, checking. She goes to your church facts. and she's married. Now. She's now married. She went to your church. Yeah. She ended she, up coming to our church yes. very well, which was encouraging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. married.
0: Yeah, Got married. That's yeah. yeah, one of those exchanges, except that I don't think we've gotten one of yours, so you need to send them over. I'm trying. Can you just announce that, hey—
1: yeah, some of these people, I'm like, God, why have you burned me with them? I have a, God, I have an idea. Send them to the village.
0: Eric's so good at this. Hey, we should do it. That would be hilarious. We should do a trade. A trade. So that every year, one of your people come to the village for a year, and one of our people go to your place. We just or, or, or switch and the pastor. Where oh, for a whole
1: year. For a whole year, where the village has to deal with me. <laughs> and mission has to deal with you and see what that's like. Yeah. It's like that wife swap thing. Oh, yeah. Like that TV show. Yeah. What do you think would happen? Would they uh, be like, oh, actually, like this, this is the life? <laughs> or the life. like, man, I miss
0: what? I miss, my, probably, I miss my
1: wife. I have a feeling of both. A little bit of both. I'd yeah, like, like they'd be like, Andy's better at
0: that. We should have, it.
1: oh, well, we might want that. And our church we go, finally, leadership. Yeah. <laughs> Wow <laughs> and then they're, and then they'd be like, oh my gosh, leadership like get off my back like, no kidding. stop controlling me right yeah, we have to you know limit things
0: because you come back and you're like, oh Andy, I disbanded the entire elder board it's just me now yeah <laughs>
1: and me and Nick <laughs> and then your church would be like, fine, we get to do everything we want. <laughs> the men's ministry idea I had he was like, sure, all you got to do is come to a couple meetings and talk about it and then go for it yeah, there you go actually, if we swapped Nick, You'd have all kinds of new ministries. Yeah, and that's, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. it be great. Have Nick come. Yeah. yeah, Nick for Rod. Nick for Rod. We should do one year where it's Nick for Rod and one year where
0: it's you for me. There you go. Hmm. And then, and we could just leave the salary base the same, so you know your church would pay your salary, my church would pay my salary. Ooh, I'd make
1: more money if I came to yours.
0: You, you would probably. Hey,
1: <laughs> let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: Uh, but you probably have to stop your business.
1: Oh, yeah, I would definitely have to stop my business. And I'd
0: have to pick your business up. I know like, nothing to about that. woodwork at all. Neither do I. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just leave it to your other guy. Yeah. I just delegate a lot.
1: Yeah. I know some things about woodwork.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling you do. I've seen you but do.
1: But you fix things. Yeah. Fixing things.
0: But, but you know, people <laughs> <some of the, laughs> you're going to go to some of the restaurants where your tables are being installed. Like, how
1: come the glasses
0: always slide off? Yeah. Um, yeah. He said it was level.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that that could happen with me as well. That's why we have Sean around here. Right. So, um, okay. The great pastor swap. The hey, great there's the pastor title. swap. Yeah. And that's assuming we're so great, which is part of our right. issue, is yep. that we think we're so great in our church. Is so
0: great. the real question is, how do we handle, how do we deal? Okay, yeah, you and I have these issues, great. But when people mm-hmm. come and they're wrestling with being angry with God, yeah. Um, and they're usually angry at God because of life circumstances, or mm-hmm. maybe some bigger existential question that they can't resolve in mm-hmm. the mind. How, and, as a pastor, do we offer? What do we have to offer? What is it that we're going to offer? What do you offer to the to begin that conversation with
1: them? Well, let me let me first say that I've done a couple things that I'm that I'm unsure about these days. So there was one period of time where I was just very. Um, and I think there are probably elements of good in both of these, I assume. There was one period of time where I just really wanted to understand all of it and really get to the bottom of it and really just, you know, offer something so helpful. Um, and so I would just, yeah, I was so up for that conversation. And, like, let's just let's, you know, talk talk to me all about it. Tell me your whole story. Let's get to the bottom of it. And then if we can find that thing, you know, then... So can, you were you started out very shepherdy. Like you're gonna
0: be I'm gonna care for you, I'm gonna really get to this. Yeah, this very issue. shepherdy. Yeah. Which is good. That's what you're yeah.
1: yeah. Um but then at some point I noticed that that other people I'd met would get a little more to the point sometimes, or like I mean there was even a counseling situation that I that I mean, where I was being counseled where you know, someone just got straight to that, just like dug deep, like went at the the point mm-hmm. instead of the workaround, right. you know, and I realized, oh, that, that was helpful to me. You know, maybe I didn't need to sit with this person 20 times to, right. to mill this over, you know, over and over again. And so then I've, I, I kind of have probably tried that, you know, as well of just getting to the point. But, um, the trouble is, like when you're wrong about the point, and because that happens, sure, and you just jump on something, and you think you, you know, with all your great wisdom and, and massive experience that you have as a you know thirty some year old pastor like me, that you're you're just gonna so, see can we right there, through it.
0: You just put the something on there. Let's just be honest. What is the something? The thirty. Oh, how old am I? Yeah. 36. Okay. So you know, you're, you're like in a late, you're late, you're starting to hit the late 30s. I'm in the late 30s. Right. So um, you're only four years then, away.
1: Gotta from take tongues after I eat Mexican have... food. I know. Yeah. <laughs> four years and then four people years. will listen to you. Is that how it goes? Well, I, at least that's what my mom told I, me. My beard has helped significantly. It does. Like when I was in ministry before the beard, I, I think I was a, just a total joke. Yes. And then when I had the beard, 20% more. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a twenty percent modifier.
0: Yeah. to your wisdom. Yeah, and I, somebody, a friend of mine,
1: actually was like, "You should keep this beard," and he insinuated that, like, you look you look really young without it. Yes, like so. This is well, a good which idea. Is
0: a blessing, to some level. But <laughs> you look young. But anyway, go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but just assuming that you have lots of wisdom as a thirty six year old pastor.
1: Yeah. So, so sometimes to jump in and just say, you know what, this is idolatry, pure mm-hmm. and simple. Or whatever, you know, right. or like, you know, it's all about you, isn't it? Or you know, just jump in with that. I think, I think that's a little too assumptive. When, right. I've, when I've done that, I, I've, I mean, sometimes it's been helpful. Sometimes I'm not sure it was. So, uh, so somewhere in there, I'm trying to learn to hear what's being said. Mm-hmm. Sometimes walk away, pray wait but then be willing to offer something hmm. um you know not be afraid to offer a, a, a more difficult answer yeah if needed yeah so i answers in, are hard yeah yeah and and that's uh and i think if you're just and, and i guess what worries me and, and i see i've seen it in myself and in others is when you just throw difficult answers around as if they're not hard right as if they're just like pure and simple. Yeah, that's you, all it is. Yeah. You got to get it. Yeah. Just yeah. quit being such an idolater, <laughs> which I am, you know, and everybody is right. right? But that doesn't, but sometimes people want to be heard. Yes,
0: they do. And that's a big part mm-hmm. of it.
1: Of course. All we always,
0: want. we be heard. always want to be heard. And I think as a pastor, uh, sometimes we are really good at that. And sometimes we're not so good.
1: Oh yeah.
0: But I think when people are angry, there's two things happening. One, or it's one of two things. One, the anger is actually a good anger Mm -hmm. misplaced. Yeah. So when you look around at the world and you're trying to reconcile evil in the world, and you're angry because you see suffering and you think, well, God could stop this if he wanted to. And so you're angry at him. Some of what a pastor's job is is to actually affirm that anger as a just anger and help someone see both from scripture and just from a a philosophical perspective, that God is actually angry yeah. with them and yeah. they have God's anger and so together they can be angry at injustice, which calls yeah. them that person to
1: do something and about injustice. Interestingly closer to God.
0: And brings them closer to God. So just wrath, like when you see yeah. the, the the widow and the orphan suffering or innocence being murdered or horrific things happening,
1: God is just as angry and mm-hmm. and acting, more angry like yes. more thoroughly in the loop and understands the depths of like yes yeah
0: and so you're joining him in that yep. and because just like you are his instrument of of love and kindness you are also his instrument of justice in the yep. sense that you have to speak and you have to act and you have to see where God is is calling you into standing for those yep. who are being mistreated so there's that
1: agreed and I've definitely. Where, well, when others are mistreated, or when you've been mistreated, or when you've been mistreated, yes, and I've I've definitely seen that and been able to share that with folks after some listening. Sure, that's like actually what you do with anger is you aim it at yourself or God, but you could actually you could actually be angry with God, like that's a valid yes, and that could be a, a that could be good.
0: And, and the hard one is is that when the suffering is upon you, there is an invitation. To, well, join God in his anger, but also to join God in his own suffering. Mm-hmm. And not to minimize the image bearing of the people yeah. who are perpetrating suffering. Right. Right. So there's this complicated thing yeah. there that, that people have to live in. But the other one, when people are angry at God, I usually try to help them see what their longings are. Because yeah. anger mm-hmm. usually just means that you're not getting what you want. God, God isn't doing what you of, want
1: to him. Yes. In the words of John and Patty Seepin, perhaps. Or Larry Crabb. Or, or Larry Crab, Or Adler. Demands, goals, yes. longings, right. desires. Yeah. Because a lot Different. of times
0: what we're not in touch with what we really want. Yeah. And we've tried to go out and make it happen. Mm-hmm. We have these goals, right, that that require other people, require God to cooperate. And he's not cooperating, so we're just mad at him. Yeah. And helping people get in touch with that um, and helping people maybe go down a little deeper into their heart to see what the, the kind of intimacy they're looking for. That's um, a complicated process, but I think it, those two paths are usually how I deal with people's anger. Because philosophically, like, why does God do these things or allow these things? When you begin to play them out, you're like, well, do you really want it any other way?
1: Sure, right. Do you really want a God that there's no suffering or no choices or no... Options And it's just good all the time, whether you want it, whether you agree with his version of good. Right. Yeah. Is that
0: like. Do you you want a relational God or not? If you're going to believe in God, like, do you want him to be relational or not? And that's the the real issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, that's kind of how I approach it. But sometimes, like you were saying, sometimes it's very long just processing a story. Sometimes it's like, look, like this anger has so permeated who you are. That it's become so idolatrous that it has to be confronted. And you have to repent to make any kind of
1: change in yeah. the way you're experiencing life. And so and those the, are. And the interesting thing, which I guess you could put this under being led by the Spirit or learning wisdom, is that some situations call for a quicker response and yeah. some do not. Right. And trying to. and learning which one is which. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the complicated part of being a pastor, is it listening is. to the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And hopefully walking in the Spirit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I do it sometimes. You do it <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Which,
0: yeah. I don't know. So anger at God, I mean, that's a big... because. So, okay, but that's Christians. Like, not just anger at God. Like, the world... Like, people feel resistant to Christianity and to the idea of there being a God. Somebody stole your
1: truck? No. There's a There is a delivery that's supposed to happen. That that sounded kind of like a delivery truck. Hey, this is my daughter. We'll put her live on speaker. There you go.
0: Hey, welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. This is uh, Eric. How are you doing? Hi, Dad. Hey. Um, Would it be okay if I drove down to the library? Uh, um, I thought you were going to Starbucks. Huh? I thought you were going to Starbucks. I can do that, too. Okay, well, do you think you can make it to the library just fine? It, yeah, it's, um, I think it's pretty much all right turns. Ah, uh, and one nice left one. Oh. No. Why don't you start, um, why don't you start, yeah. with, why don't you just go down to Starbucks? That sounds fine, all right. All right. Cool. You. I love you too. Bye. Bye. Have
1: fun with your podcast. You're on it. There you go. Come first caller. <laughs> first caller. Wow, we got a caller.
0: Yes, she's starting to drive by herself. Oh, yeah. this is big. It is big because yeah. you know she was like me. I was totally not spatially aware. Oh. I got into two accidents in the first three weeks. Yeah, it's just yeah, not aware. Yeah, spatially, and so she's. It's just starting to drive by herself now, man. It's nerve wracking for me, but
1: yeah, there's a, that's a thing. Yeah, some people. I remember my my friend, my best friend's dad, told me one time his his wife pulled up and they had all Volkswagens, and she uh, pulled up to the house and bang, r- ran the bug right into the bus. <laughs> Jeez. And he pulled my friend and I over, and he said, "Boys, I'm, listen to me." women do not understand space (laughs) Hmm, which was wrong because as you're saying men don't and some women are extremely aware of space yes but it was just a funny he just brings us over to the window and he's just looking out there boys listen listen to me he was giving you some good growing up (laughs) advice yeah (laughs) women just don't understand the the ideas of space right
0: (laughs) Especially with the cars. So <laughs> yeah. that was me. Like the first week, I ran over a mailbox. I took out yeah. a mailbox. Yeah. Boom. yeah. And then I ran into a, a Thunderbird. Wasn't yeah. aware of a stop sign and just took out. Yeah. And then it was an old lady. Now, I almost took out an old lady when I was driving home from working all night. Ooh, yeah. And she decided to walk. Into the middle of the street before it was time, and I was like, <laughs>
1: "Yeah, I
0: just, just not see her."
1: There should be um, a certain marker on vehicles of people who aren't spatially aware <laughs> and people who haven't slept all night. Yeah, you just put out a little, just like red an orange light. orange light on top of the car. Just be aware. Don't this person has not don't slept push it with and me. they're not spatially yeah. aware. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be that would be a good a good thing. That would be helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well. Um, We've taken our first caller. We've talked about being angry with God. This isn't the longest podcast we've ever done. Should we keep going or are we done? Is well, there, is there I, something else you want to?
0: I thought maybe you and I could have like a 10-minute conversation about what we hope for this podcast and maybe even some what we would hope our audience listeners would kind of offer us. Okay. So, um, if,
1: so if you really don't care about this podcast, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you and for have listening. have a nice day. Uh, if you really, really care about this podcast, then now's your time.
0: Now's your opportunity. Yeah, tune in.
1: Turn tune it, in. it up.
0: Yeah, turn it up. So we've okay. moved to Spotify, so you can hear us on Spotify, wow. which is a good thing. This is incredible. Yeah, it's a good thing. Um, we have been doing this for almost a year and a few months now. We're over a year. We've gotten three emails. Three emails. And some people have rated our show. Wow. I think what I want to know is, and I was thinking of this when I was driving, is this worth it? Mm. Do I want to keep doing it? I mean, mm. I like talking yeah. to you, but um, you and I could go to the coffee shop, sure. talk for an hour, enjoy, you know, the pastor community thing, and uh, not have to put a podcast up mm. and um, save us some time. So it's not that's
1: definitely the case, right?
0: So yeah. do I, people really want this? What is it doing for them? Is it helpful? Are they enjoying it? Um, that kind of thing. And kind of maybe are you looking you, for affirmation. I am actually winding up with what we're doing is a good thing, and also maybe hear a little bit from you, like what your vision long
1: term for the podcast if we were to do it for long term. Are you just are you angry that people aren't appreciating all that you do on this podcast?
0: No, no, not at all. I'm, but you I'm know, just trying to bring this back in. Yeah, bring you know. this back in. You know how it is in ministry. Yeah. Everything has to be reevaluated. You have to yeah. is this uh, is this productive in my time because
1: I have limited time and you have limited time. So what are your thoughts? Um, Well, you know what I, one thing I like is that for people in our churches, which I think are the main listeners to this at the moment, I do like that they can hear a little bit from us in a very different way. Right. Um, I've heard that people find that, at least I've heard, I've heard from one or two people from your church that you in your interaction with me, they see a different side of you that you kind of, you know, a, l- a little bit of a angstiness comes out that isn't, doesn't necessarily get, get shown or shared sure. in your own church as much. And that's, and that they find that interesting and that they've kind of learned some things about you. Um, I, I don't, I haven't heard specifics on me. Maybe you've done all that intel. I don't know. No, you don't. I'm trying to think. If it has, I know. don't talk to anybody at my church. I haven't heard from your church. Yeah.
0: But then I don't, your people don't interface as much as my people interface. Let's get it.
1: Uh, right? Yeah, your church listens more. Yes. Yeah, your church is like, because it's the Church of Eric. If they want to hear,
0: and the listenership has actually started to go down as we've added more uh, sermons from our service. So, because my elder said we had a both morning and evening,
1: oh.
0: so I've noticed even just a little bit of a decline in our listenership, which has started already, yeah. yeah. Um, so
1: yeah, so I, I think that, I think our, I mean, I, I do know people from our church listening Yeah, I no, you well, have
0: but, had intel from your
1: people yeah, in church. Well, I've had, and I've had um, what I've heard, and we've talked about this off microphone, but um, that us talking about even the podcast, as we're doing right now, is of very little interest uh, to if. people. Um, us talking about just our day and catching up is of not much interest to people. But what's of, of a lot of interest to people is to hear pastors with unique perspectives work out um, you know, cultural stuff, difficult things. Mm. How do we deal with the hard stuff in life? And we can't – this it doesn't always – those kind of topics don't always uh, lend well to a sermon. as Or at least you can't approach them in the same way.
0: Right. And you and I have avoided pulling out our Bibles – to really answer questions. We've we've, we, because, we've
1: specifically said we're not Bible answer guys, and right. that's not what this podcast is. Right. This we're is not getting doing to hear the ask, perspective
0: ask question of us and we'll answer it yeah. in scripture.
1: This is this is getting to hear pastors as they just are. Um, two pastors from Tucson just talking as friends. Right. Without preparing and trying to act spiritual and give you this great answer. Um, so... That's, uh, yeah, so that's, so we haven't done that, but I, I do think people have enjoyed hearing us just work out how we feel about something because, right. because that's, that's not something that they always get to hear. Right. So, um, the thing I've heard, and then
0: I'll go back to your answer, finishing that question, like what the future is, but I have heard that people really enjoy the interviews of other people. Mm. That I've gotten a lot of response in my church of like, oh, we really liked it when so-and-so was interviewed. Um, so they, they enjoy that. Um,
1: and I have never heard that, actually. Yeah. And the funny thing in my
0: church just put, is that they also like the fact that the chatter, that means nothing.
1: Yeah, right. It. And so, and I was going to say, like, I think that lends very well to your church because the interviews are people they know. Right. And uh, somebody's going to walk through right now. And then uh, the, the, yeah, the chatter is chatter by a person that they know that's interesting. If you break, if we were to want this to grow out, Mm -hmm. um, the chances of somebody being super interested in what, you know, Joe from the village thinks are lower. You'd have to interview somebody that was of general interest to a broader audience, I would assume. And that's where our chatter back and forth is of little interest. So if it's for the people of our churches and we were to interview people of my church and your church regularly and and do it for that small audience, that would be probably a great strategy. If we wanted to expand it out, I think we'd want to stay more specific. And if we interviewed, interview people that were experts in their field or whatever.
0: Right. And you, Um, I mean – have talked about, and we've been trying to keep this podcast shorter to the point on subjects, yep. less banter yep. um, between the, the two of us. Uh, what I have heard from other podcasts and the research that I have done is if we're going to increase audience, which is kind of what yep. we'd like to do, we have to interview people who have podcasts. Yep. And they share and, and that's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you get your, your kind of, Stuff going, so I think our future. What I hear you saying is our future is trying to have shorter podcasts, more direct to the point, um, and maybe if our interviews happen, interviewing people that have a wider audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, so when we did do the one major interview with somebody from my church, like Adrian, that's mm-hmm. one of our you know higher listened to podcasts because she has a pretty wide facebook friends sure group and so people wanted to listen to that and we probably picked up a few listeners that way
1: and i have a feel feeling that the sean Banesh interview had that recording come out better yes um,
0: would have produced would them.
1: have done a little like the, that recording was real stuttery and weird and had a bunch of interruptions right um but i think that could have been a similar scenario but um the uh i guess what i'm saying is it's one of the two I, I think, or one of three things, either we say, no, it's not worth it. It's been fun. Thanks for listening. Or we say, this is for our church and we're going to do, and it's just going to be for our two churches and we're going to bring in folks from our churches and that's, and we're super happy with that. And that's, there's a validity to offering something to our churches and, yes. and some friends. So, and then, so here's or, or we say this goes, we yeah. want this to grow. I agreed. And, and I, I think that like,
0: um, so for us to, to monetize this podcast, mm-hmm. meaning to make, which would help us get some equipment, maybe help pay somebody to do little bits around for us because right. we don't have a lot of time right now in a, in a 30 day period, there are 285 listens okay, to get advertising. We have to increase that listenership listens to our podcasts by 700 listens, right? Okay, so we're at this point where we're after a year on average, we have probably you know, this it varies from about 50 listeners per week to 90 listeners per mm-hmm.
1: week. Um, so we well, does that I, count the listens that are on Spotify? Look, and yeah, such? It does, it counts all of wow. the listens. In fact, you it's can impressive that they can do that.
0: Yeah, you can go to the devices here and it will show you. If it
1: chooses to go to devices. I have a sneaking suspicion this is insanely boring for everyone listening.
0: Oh, that's okay. They, they left us. They've but left. here's here's the reason why I want to have it on air is because I would like people who are listening, the 57 yep. listeners of last week, to either email us at faithoverbreakfast at gmail.com or to just because we probably know our listeners pretty well, um, that just come up to us and say hey we heard the end of the podcast here's our thoughts like we would love you to do this or here's some ways that you could maybe improve how things are doing if it is a change the quality and i've heard a lot of that i have heard that too and what okay. i usually hear is i don't like having to turn up the volume to hear one of you and then turn down the volume to hear sure. the other i feel like that's maybe changed now that we're in the sound space at least i haven't had to do that and it'll get it'll
1: it should improve Right, but
0: the future is that we will be improving that. So those are not the suggestions that we right. need. We'll have some people helping us eventually with that. But the other stuff, content, how we might advertise. Also, you rating our podcast helps a lot on iTunes. Yep. But I just want to get a little feedback. Yeah. And that's why I
1: wanted to put it on here. Cool. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm up for feedback. I would say also anytime somebody thinks a podcast was good and you share it on, you just share it on your Facebook page that makes exponential um, differences like actually huge difference in the, the listening of that podcast. So if you like one and you think this would be helpful, you should share it for us. Uh, But yeah, I think uh, cool. That's the three of you that are still with us. Thanks for that. And uh, do give us feedback. That's great. Um, And I'm, I'm content to pick one of those paths, um, because of course I could have another hour in the day, but I do enjoy this and I do think it offers something unique. Um, we actually do have somebody available as of very soon who could help us make it better. Um, if we invested a tad into it, not much, but right. a little. Um, and so I'd be all for that and uh, trying to grow it. All that's, I'm used to doing it. I could keep doing it. Yeah. We could get it's, better it's, it's at It's in the it.
0: schedule and I, I'm happy to do it. I think we should end our podcast there. Yep.
1: Thanks for listening, Eric Seepin from the Village, Andy Littleton from Mission Church. This is.